0: What has happened? There are two sets of things that are happening I'd like to address. The first is the world in which we find ourselves, a world in which we experience fallenness, in which I'm not the person I want to be. And the people that are around me that are supposed to love me, aren't doing it, and so we ha- we see visible symptoms of this brokenness. You know, even last weekend in Phoenix, in uh, a beautiful way, thousands of people, young people, marched as a way of expressing we're tired of these shootings. We're tired of living in fear in places that are supposed to be safe. That in our culture. Depression and suicide are at an all-time high. In this age of connectedness, that I, I think college students, we know this all too well, right? Whether ourselves and the people around us, that, that probably every student in here would raise a hand if, if I asked, do you know people who are like depressed, who are feeling suicidal, who are cutting, who are feeling anxious? that it doesn't take much of a view to look and to see and to, ex- to notice, like, I don't like these things. But what we know about a day like today is that God also looks at that, and he says, I don't like it either. Actually, I want to do battle against those things, that I didn't make you to experience that. I wanted you to have life And to have it to the full. I made you for joy, for peace. And that these these things, this brokenness, this the problem is is sin. That original sin entered the world and now it's passed down to us, and and I believe these lies. The the lie that, that God doesn't want my happiness. The lie that that you know God sees what I've done and he runs far away. Like maybe maybe God exists, doesn't feel like it, but you know maybe God loves these other people, but not me. That's what we feel. That's our our experience. That I have to figure it out on my own. I have to find my own meaning, to find my own existence. And it's into that that darkness that Jesus pierces with his love. That he desires to answer that question that that God does exist. And what's in his heart for me is not disappointment. The only disappointment in God's heart is in the lie that I disappointed him. The only anger that God experiences is at those things that attack my happiness. That's what God's angry at, that's what God fights against. How does he show that he doesn't stay far away but he comes and he enters into our brokenness and in our world and he doesn't like stay at a safe distance but he takes it on himself he, he descends to the depths of human brokenness you know we say in our apostles creed he descended into hell and i'm, I'm actually asked often people are like i mean i mean jesus didn't really descend to hell i mean Because if Jesus went to hell, it wouldn't be hell. And I'm like, that's exactly right. That's why he went there. That Jesus descends into the depth of feeling unwanted, of feeling like a failure, of feeling defeated. He descends to the the depths of our brokenness, where it feels like hell, where it feels like nobody cares, where it feels like the sun is is never going to shine again. And in the midst of that, that, that tomb of darkness, he breaks forth and, and he, he rises from the dead to answer that question, to say, I care about you, and I want to be with you in that darkness, in that dark night, and to lead you to that new life that I made you for, that, that I can give you, that I desire more than anything. To share with that, I hold nothing back, but that everything I have is yours. And you see, people respond to this. that That our hearts were were made for this. Um, there was a this, this story. These students were telling me. These three girls from the Newman Center. They went um, this past fall. They went to McDonald's for lunch, and they were kind of Talking afterwards they're like we don't know why we went there um, <laughs> uh, we've never been to there and I don't really prefer their food <laughs> you know and so here they are at McDonald's and they're talking about they had been to mass I guess at the Newman Center that day and they're just kind of talking about things and this group of students was near them and one of the students um, she's a, a student athlete on campus and she's like and she, she hears this and, and something about it is, is attractive She's experienced the darkness. And and she knows though that I, I'm made for happiness. And and there's hope there. And so she draws near and she's like, hey, um, I know this is awkward, which is like the biggest sin for college students, right? Don't be awkward. She's like, um, but I heard what were you guys talking about? And they're like, Well, we just went to mass at the Newman Center. And she's like, Oh, what what's that about? And and they end up like talking and they exchange numbers and, and um and, and, and the girl is like, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for, like, there's got to be more to life. And last night, right here, she was baptized and brought into the Catholic Church. Our hearts are made for that. We, we want that. We, we seek that. We seek that, that something more that, that transformed my life into just monotony and darkness, into living for something more. Last night at the Easter Vigil, Father Dan shared a quote in his homily from Thomas Dubay that I think is worth repeating. He says this, If we wonder why, despite the millions of us who follow Christ, the world has not long ago been converted to Christ, we need not look far for one solution. We are not received as men of fire. We look too much like everyone else. We appear to be compromisers, People who say they believe in everlasting life but actually live as if this life is the only one we have. Over spring break, dozens of students at NAU went on mission trips. And Father Dan took a group to Honduras and one of the students came back afterwards and he said, I'm graduating this year. And he's like, going on this mission trip and sharing faith and living with people in poverty for a week has changed my life. He's like, I, I'm thinking about applying to be a missionary down in Honduras for the next two years. That I can go and, and make money and have a career and do all these things, for what? But that there's something more important, that, that what really I need, that what really liberates, what really the world is desires is to know that they are loved. It's to know that brokenness is not the end of the line. Because if my strength is what's supposed to bring me liberation, every one of us will despair. But Jesus descends into our, our loneliness and he breaks those bonds. I, I think it's powerful. That there's a couple lines in, in, in the gospel. It says that Mary Magdalene went while it was still dark. That this search for meaning and hope—that it leads us—we we're in this place of darkness, and yet there's something in her that's compelling her. There's there, there's there's some reason that every person in this room is here. That somewhere deep down, it's like there's got to be something more than just living from event to event. And so she goes to the tomb and it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what... And and the stone is removed that, that God has done the heavy lifting to prepare the way so that she can receive this good news. And she's not sure what to do, so she runs and she reaches out to the apostles. She's like, what do I do here? And the apostles, the church, go and they help lead her to faith. Every morning at Nativity... Uh, the rectory's right there where I live. The other priests and um, I, I typically pray between seven and eight. And every day at seven forty-five, um, there's all this like chatter. There's like this gossip and like all this laughing and uh, talking outside the window. And when I first got here, I was like, "What happens every day that people are having a coffee break outside my window?" <laughs> you know. Um, well, it turns out it's the AA group. And every day, there's a meeting at 6.45. And at 7.45, they come out. And they ha- after having this experience where they walk into a room and they go, here's my worst problems. Here's my darkness and my sin. Let me tell you what I'm most ashamed of that I feel rejected by the world. And rather than experiencing judgment and rejection, They experience complete acceptance and love. And that brings healing. That Jesus descends into our world to love me right where I am. That I don't have to like become perfect and then Christ will love me. That He comes right to me as I am to show me that He loves me unconditionally, that He thinks I'm worth dying for. And that when I feel like I'm in hell and I'm in darkness that he's like, then that's where I'm going to go. That I will come to you and I will meet you. Somebody made a comment recently to me. It was just in passing. I think they were joking, but they said, um, they said, Father Matt, we, we like, um, uh, I like, you know, you're, you're a really good guy most of the time. <laughs> they were serious and honest. And at first, it was like, does, does that mean you don't like me? Does that mean you see something imperfect about me? And and. But then I realized, I don't have to be perfect. I don't, I don't have to hide my brokenness. That God knows exactly who I am, where I am. That the Father looks at me and says, this is my beloved son. Not because of anything he's done to make me like him. Or not because of anything he's not done or, or done to make me lose his my love for him, but because he's my son. And that nothing I do could take away that love. But instead that love is poured out for me. And I'm invited to let him in to bring my my imperfection to him. And to allow him to walk with me and bring transformation. You see, when Jesus rises from the dead, it it doesn't like magically just take away all the bad stuff in the world. That, That when you when you are baptized and you are confirmed like it doesn't just make your life perfect like students who go on retreat when you come back you're like oh yeah it's still my life you know like but but it's different because now i know that i'm not alone because now i've been reminded that christ descends into my life in order to help me ascend to help me with his grace that I can't do. I can't move the stone. I I can't do it. And Christ is like, let me do that. Bring to me your brokenness. Show me who you are and receive my love so that you can now go out into the world and live a transformed life. And you can tell people what has happened. That yes, I was in this place of darkness, but I encountered a love that's greater than the darkness that conquers sin and death so that I can live even in the midst of difficulty and suffering as a person with hope and confident faith in the God who loves me. I'm changed because his love has happened.